You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is Malia, as always, and today I'm joined with uh, Pastor David, Pastor Matt, and Shauna. Uh, How's everybody doing today? Good. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Of course you are. And David? Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) So uh, today, actually, we are going to be kind of getting to know Matt and David a little bit more as we wrap up Pastor Appreciation Month. Um, and we're just going to have a little fun today also. So, uh, so have you guys enjoyed this month? Have you felt appreciated and loved? And Yeah, I, I have. And I was just going to say, too, before you go much further, that just one more time, I, we really are very, I, very thankful uh, for the appreciation that people have shown. And uh, that's not why I, I think I got into ministry. And I would imagine, David, that's the same for you. And um, well, he's thinking. <laughs> like his they, brows they furrowed like even. Month. It's like, yeah. A whole month. A whole month. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Like nurses get like a day. That's what I'm saying. We get yeah, like a whole like... month. No, but, but I mean, it, it is, it's not why we do it, but it, it is so thoughtful and so generous. And we just really appreciate that, that people yeah. um, think of us and, and mm-hmm. uh, pray for us and those things. And so it's, yeah. yeah thanks. Yeah. We, we definitely appreciate all you guys doing. I think, um, you know, especially for Shauna and I and probably the elders too, like I think we kind of have more of a front row seat with, you know, kind of the day in and day out things. And, um, you know, yeah, we just, we really appreciate well, all you guys do. Thank you. And I think it goes without saying, uh, or at least I hope it goes without saying that that you guys, I mean, you guys should, should enjoy some of that um, – the thankfulness of folks in the congregation as well, because I mean, certainly you work as hard as we do in the ministry and labor in that. And so we just, we're thankful for that too. That's so. fun. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. Um, and I know some people that have maybe been coming to Blessed Hope a little bit longer know some of these things, but I know we have a lot of new people. Um, so I think it would just be fun to learn a little bit more about your backgrounds and your family. So, David, let's start with you. Um, did you grow up in Vinton? Yes. Were you born here? Kind of. <laughs> okay, elaborate a little so, bit. It was going to be a rough one. No. <laughs> <laughs> we lived here, but I was technically born in Waterloo. So. Oh, okay. But yes, we, we mm-hmm. lived here at the time. So. Yeah. All right. So it was... Um, would you say faith was part of your family dynamics when you were growing up? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're knowing all we so need to know. Yeah, I mean, should have got him a donut before. He's like Ron Swanson over here. This is personal information, and you don't need to have it. You know where I was born. Well, it's kind of a yes or no. Yes. Moving on. Right? Yeah. Do you want more? What else do you want? A little bit more. Okay, a little <laughs> bit more. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, faith's always been a, a massive part of the family. Um, my folks, actually, when I was born, we were attending uh, the Free Methodist Church here in Vinton, which is now, which one is that? Uh, faith Independent, over by the Old West School. Oh, okay. So that's where we were, I was born into that. Um, my parents have always been extremely active and leaders in, in the church, so uh Pretty much most of our family activities all center around church from the moment I was a baby. Um, 
it's funny. I mean, I'll, I'll share this. It's, it's, kind of, it's not really embarrassing, but at the same time, I, you know, uh, I still have people uh, I'll see in the community, and they, they like to remind me, especially after I became a pastor, they'll remind me, like, there's one person in particular, she always has to remind me, like, I changed your diapers. It's like, awesome, you know, like, but, you know, so but that, that, like, I've known yeah. you since. Yeah. It's like, that's yeah. great. And that's I, when you know you're old when you start doing that to other people. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, thank goodness, so <laughs> still young. Um, and so you have, you have a brother, and you have another yeah. sibling, too, which I didn't realize. Yeah, so I have an older brother, uh, Brad, and then I have uh, an older sister, uh, Vicki. Okay. Um, so. Okay, and where does she live at? They live in Marion. So, oh, okay. So uh, they okay. lived here for a long, long time. Uh, both their kids went through the school system here. Um, and then uh, five years ago, somewhere around in there, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. moved to Marion because uh, my brother-in-law actually pastors a free Methodist church there. Okay. Part-time. They also, he works at Rockwell. She's a teacher. So, yeah. Great. All right. Matt, same well, questions yeah. for you. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I was born in the Quad Cities uh, and grew up in the Quad Cities, uh, mm-hmm. same house my whole life, and uh, it's kind of just a, a nice, easy, boring, fun thing. <laughs> Faith was not really a part of our family, although, sure. um, I don't know, it's weird, right? Like, so every Sunday, like for a while, we would get up and we would go to church with my my grandparents on my dad's side. And that was a whole family affair. We'd get up, we'd get ready, we'd all go to church. Um, And it was awful. Um, It was boring. It was um, one of those, like, you know, you you hear those those people like joking around about they couldn't make any noise or they'd get smacked by grandma. That was it. Yeah, oh yeah. But that is where I also learned the value of grandma's pocketbook candy. (laughs) Um, But here's the thing. It was so hard to unwrap it without getting smacked. (laughs) <laughs> right? Because it, it's loud. Uh, but if you got lucky, she had some that weren't wrapped that were just stuck to tissues and you could pick that stuff off. Uh, I'm kidding about, <laughs> I mean, they were stuck David's to tissues, face. but you, you didn't eat them. But, <laughs> but so, but we go, but after a while, my, my parents got offended at something that happened at that church and we quit going. Mm-hmm. And then after a little bit, we started going with my other grandparents to, to a little Southern Baptist church out where they live. And uh, sooner or later, my parents got offended at something they said, and so we quit going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at that point, I kind of was into it, and so I asked them to take mm-hmm. me anyway. Hmm. So my parents would drive me to Kelowna, Illinois, which is about 20 minutes from where we lived, and they would drop me off uh, for Sunday school and church, and then they would come pick me back up when church was over. And um, so even though they didn't want to go, they were gracious enough to do that, and um, that's the, the church I got saved in and, and uh, baptized in. And then I went to college and kind of forgot that God was a thing. Yeah, that happens, doesn't um, it? And <laughs> um, I would have, if you'd asked me, I'd have said, no, I'm great, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm better than most people. Right, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but it wasn't until after I got out of college and, and mm-hmm. uh, that I, I got serious again. Right, um, right. Kind of with faith. And, so, yeah. so you, have, you have one brother? I do, yeah. Brother Mike, uh, he's two years older than me. Um, and, uh, yeah, we we're pretty close, uh, growing up and pretty close now. Um, so I know we always yeah. enjoy the stories of you and your brother when you were kids that always involved like Nintendo or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, there was the one time he threw an exercise bike on me. That's awesome. Um, to be fair though, I had, I had ripped down a poster that he had in his room cause I, I was mad at him. So I ripped oh. down a poster and he's like, oh. It was it was ugly. Yeah. So we fought a lot, but we had a good time. Yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, it wasn't really funny. 
I don't know yeah. why you're laughing about <laughs> that. Like a reasonable because, like, punishment. I get it. Like, a reasonable I mean, response. Like, I had, <laughs> I had four brothers. Let me so, throw an exercise yeah. bike yeah. on top of you. Yeah. Uh, I had, one of my brothers chased me around our kitchen with a knife once. So, like, it's funny now. What would have happened if he had caught you? <laughs> I don't know. You would not have that pretty hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I ran down the street to my grandma's house, though. <laughs> Oh, dysfunctional families. They're the best. Um, so speaking of dysfunctional, shall we talk about our immediate families now? Uh, wow. David? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Everybody's family has a little bit of dysfunction, right? I like, thought we... I, if we're being transparent. Oh, no, listen. Our families are perfect. <laughs> so, David, let's, let's talk a little bit about your wife and your kids. How did you and Amy meet? <laughs> we all love this story. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Fun. Disclaimer, uh, it's not as bad as it's going to sound. <laughs> so uh, That's always the best way to start a story. <laughs> At least I don't think it's as bad as it's going to sound. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, years ago, my mother... Uh, and another teacher, Mr. Newton, uh, had a youth ministry that they did uh, here um, at uh, in Vinton in the school, and I got involved with it. So, uh, anyways, I, I got involved with it, and I started leading it. And my future wife was actually part of that youth ministry. Um, so when I came in and took it over, she was still in school, and um, I, I think I led that for about four or five years, something like that. But anyways. Uh, by the time she graduated from high school, her and I started dating each other. So I kind of got some heck for that, like, <laughs> you know, dating from when the, within the youth group. Um, but disclaimer again, she's she out of high school, <laughs> you know, and all that good stuff. Uh, so anyway, so Matt and when he was here, Vince used to like to troll on me on that, that you know, <laughs> how horrible that was and here's the deal we're happily married and yeah leave me alone um, but anyways that's how we met was through there's that. not actually like a huge age difference no oh no no there's only uh four years yeah four years, something so. like that. yeah so i mean yeah. he was 20 leading youth group and she was 16 <laughs> so no that's yeah. totally normal so anybody listening anybody listening now you now you know what i get wow. to put up with uh, <laughs> That's that's what I get. That's what I get. Uh, but anyways, you know, can I tell you? Sometimes when I'm listening to the '80s channel, you know that song that comes on. She's just 16 years old. Oh. Leave her alone, cause it's illegal. <laughs> I think of you. I appreciate that. Okay. Which again, I did. <laughs> I didn't start dating her until she was over 18. I know, but the story's more fun when we tell it the other way. I mean, y'all make it sound like the whole time I'm teaching youth group, I'm just like, oh. I <laughs> like, I, I can't wait till yeah you guys are wrong anyways um so yeah so that was uh i don't let's see 2000 that was the early 2000s so then we got married in 2005 um and then we have you know two girls so mm -hmm. libby and piper so mm -hmm. one's nine one's seven so yeah awesome family i love them they're great my kids are perfect <laughs> which I just went to parent-teacher conferences, and I get told that every time. So I'm, Score. I'm claiming it. They're perfect. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. nice. Matt. Yeah. I forgot the question. 
<laughs> I was really focused do, on David. Let's start with how did you and Carrie meet? Uh, we met at a Super Bowl party after the Super Bowl had already ended. I didn't get there till really late. Mm, fashionably uh, late. Well, I was working. So it was back oh. when I was working in residential treatment, and a, and a gal that uh, worked for me at the time um, uh, had gone to Blackhawk where Carrie, they'd met there, and so she had a Super Bowl party. So when I got done at 10 o'clock, I went, um, and the party was winding down. And um, But then I showed up, and it got going again. Of course. Um, and so I met Carrie at, at a Super Bowl party. Aw. Love at first sight, huh? Um, well, apparently, Carrie went home that night mm-hmm. and called her sister and told her that I met the guy I was going to marry. Uh, Aww, but then he moved wow. away, and so then I got <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not true. That was me. Oh, okay. um, but I, had, I actually was dating someone else at the time. Oh, so okay. um, it, I had to break up with her first. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, so it took, took like a couple of days before we went out. Right. Aw, nice. So okay. took a she your youth group. Carrie? No, the first, the girl you no, had to break no. up with. Oh. Um, <laughs> she was not part of my youth group. <laughs> so. I just feel for the girl that you broke up with. She's probably brokenhearted still somewhere. I, I don't she's, think that's true. <laughs> um, I don't think that's true. But I appreciate that you no, think I that highly of me. <laughs> well, um, well, you did refer to yourself as sexy. I did. During your sermon on Sunday. Do that, but so. it was to prove a point that people lie. So, <laughs> oh, you missed that. Yeah, it was, it was a more. really awesome analogy. Yeah. Wow. It was more awkward than the high five. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah, awkward. I, I, it was only Cause, awkward because he like, lingered on it for a very. It was long only time. awkward because like these people over here, <laughs> these people over here, kept laughing. Oh, and it, that's yeah. the service that we recorded that yes. that's uploaded. So, nice. if you want to hear. So anyway, so we met <laughs> at a Super Bowl party, and um, and we we started dating and. Um, that was one of the, the most tired times that I've ever been in my life because I was working. I had just graduated from college, so I had a job working with at-risk students at, an L, uh, at a middle school. So that was like 8 to noon every day. And then I was a, a, a team leader over at this residential program, so then I went 2 to 10 there every night. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monday That's through Friday, I was working from 8 to, to 10, basically. Wow. And uh, then when I'd get off at 10, it would be time to date Carrie. So we'd either talk on the phone for two hours or we'd, mm-hmm. you know, go eat or something. And uh, it was like, I mean, I, I lived on like four hours of sleep Ooh. the rest of that school year. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty brutal. That's rough, yeah. And your kids? Uh, we've got three. We, um, we have Riley. We adopted Riley when she was 10. We actually hadn't even been married a year yet. Um, so that was fun. Um, and uh, then shortly after that, we had Travis and Aubrey and... Um, Travis 16 now, Aubrey's 13, both of their birthdays are coming up, so they're, they're getting old. That's crazy. Uh, Riley's back in town working for Youth for Christ, so that's fun. But I remember our first anniversary, um, Carrie was, I don't know, our first anniversary, Carrie was like eight months pregnant, um, and we had had Riley for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. We're like, what are we going to do to celebrate our first anniversary? Wow, Let's yeah. take Riley oh. and pregnant Carrie to the pumpkin patch. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. brutal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. it was a lot yeah. right away. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. it's good. All right. So, uh, David, I'm curious this too, because I don't know if I've really heard much. And, and for time's sake, we kind of have to keep this part simple and short. So you'll like this. Um, but 
like just a little bit about your faith background as far as like when were you saved, that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, I don't, so to, to put it bluntly, I don't know when I was saved mm-hmm. in the sense of I don't have a date. Right. Like this is yep. the moment. Uh, the reason I say that is because my faith journey was uh, intriguing. There was no, there was no, um, I don't believe or anything like that. So growing up in the church, again, faith is all, you know, you kind of treated like I was a Christian my entire life. That's kind of how I viewed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, during the teen years, wanted nothing to do with it, but it wasn't because I didn't believe in God or anything like that. It was just more of that church taught me to treat God like the best way I can describe it is God was no more real to me than a piece of furniture. Like he was real, but it's like, what, what do I care? You know, that was kind of the, the way it mm-hmm. was treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was no real relationship, no anything. It was just always there, but there was never nothing about it. Um, I would say my faith journey then was kind of, uh, it was a process. So it was, again, I have no moment where I would say, that's the moment I surrendered myself to God. It was more of a continual process where before you realize it, you're just kind of like, oh, I'm there. You know, like, okay, this is, it makes sense now, you know. So uh, I've, I've wrestled with that because I've had people that kind of almost look at me like, well, then that's not real because you need to have like a birth date, you know, like the day that you <laughs> came forth from. Sure. It's like, well, I don't buy it that way. Yeah, I know? don't either. Um, yeah. <coughs> mine was kind of a more, I was heading in a direction and then all of a sudden God let me realize like, hey, you're finally where you need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, that, that's kind of my, you know. Uh, it, it's been a lot of ups and downs wrestling with stuff. Uh, my faith journey has been a lot of pushback. I've always been the one that uh, it actually scares me a little bit when I look at one of our daughters because I was always the analytical guy, um, questioned everything, de- you know, doubted mm-hmm. everything, like mm-hmm. in the sense of I'm not going to believe just because you tell me to. Right. I see that in her, so it kind of freaks me out because <laughs> um, that, that's I, I kind of envy those people that can just be like, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, it, it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. I'm the guy. I remember very vividly at one point in time. Uh, this I'll just share this is give you an idea where my brain's at. I remember I was probably like seven years old, and I was wrestling with like, does God exist? And I remember I was getting my bath ready, my bath water ready, and I was turning it on. I'm like, all right, God, if you're real, turn the water off. <laughs> and, and I mean, that was kind of where my brain was like, if yeah. you're this all powerful no. God, and you exist, yeah. then turn my turn the water. I remember very vividly standing there like, turn the water off. Mm-hmm. And of course, it never went off. So, mm-hmm. you know, did, you, did yeah. you flood the bathroom at that point? No, I got in and took a bath. Okay, you know, um, <laughs> got, you know yeah. No. Okay. So, is there someone um, in particular that really kind of came alongside you that kind of helped shape your faith? Uh, y- yeah, there was different people. The one person I would say uh, very significantly, and it was really interesting because he was a—he's an evangelist that I've had run-ins probably about six times in my life. His name's um, Adrian Dupre. I saw that guy. And uh, I, I've iron, sharpen, before. iron sharpens iron. Yeah, uh, he was. Yeah, so the first time I, I ran into him was when I was a teenager. He was at uh, our church camp. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would recommend if we could ever, I mean, I love Adrian. He's, he's amazing. Uh, but anyways, that was the first time. But what was intriguing about Adrian was I was also the kid that, from the moment I was probably about 10, 11 years old, I would sit down and debate adults always like I, I was in there with adult conversations when it came to faith um always pushing back always uh and, and he was one of the first guys that when I say this like not that the other adults couldn't keep up with me like I was above them that was not not the case a lot of adults kind of treated me as kid just, just this is what it is yeah you know he was the first one to kind of really sit down and go back and forth with me 
um, in, in actual debate and discussion. And then he was the first guy that I actually saw. This is going to sound really bad, but he's the first guy I ever saw genuine joy in being a Christian. So I was like, wow, this guy's really awesome. Like, I, I, he's amazing, and he's excited. And so he was somebody that first triggered this. There's got to be more to this than mm -hmm. what I've experienced. And I say that just because of most of the Christians I ran into, um, again, there was no joy. There was no excitement. There was just we do. There's drudgery, like, oh, we just do this. This is what we do. This is what we mm -hmm. believe. It, he was the first one that kind of showed me something different. And then God just kept bringing him back into my life every couple of years mm -hmm. he would be at something we had him at our church when I was a teenager once and I brought him actually to our church in Missouri uh last time I seen him was probably about eight years ago nine years ago so again he was the one that kind of always yeah. spurred me like yep I want to be like you so okay yeah. and Matt you kind of touch on it a little bit earlier yeah. when you were talking about the the church that you were having your parents take you to but do you want to like sure yeah so I it just bit? it was a very much little little southern baptist church um how old were you? I was a middle school student at that time, um, Turner Burn, um, kind of a church. Like, I mean, I, I think that phrase may have been used <laughs> on multiple occasions, and every Sunday it ended with, you might die in a fiery car crash on the way home, so awesome. why would you wait? And I was like, yeah. so I remember when I, when I first got saved, I did it every week um, for, you know, about a month just to make sure it took. You know, um, Pastor Ed um, would do the altar calls and, uh, you'd be singing that last verse of that last hymn until somebody came down front. Right. Like, I think I, I've joked before you'd have Never people, yeah. you'd have, you'd have people like looking around and it's a small church, right? Like uh -huh. 40 people, maybe <laughs> people looking around at today? each other with like, who's going forward this week? Cause like, you know what? Kickoff is in like five minutes. So somebody go down front. Like the person's been a Christian for 50 years. Right. Like, I'll take it. I'll <laughs> like, I need to repent. Um, but no, but I did. It was, it was one of those things where it just, it, it felt very real to me and very, um, mm -hmm. uh, very critical, you know, yeah. that, that, that God, yeah forgive me and that I you know and so it was one of those and I got baptized in that church and uh but my story is similar to David's probably to a lot of people's then that I, I it's like okay God's real and I'm good with him mm -hmm. now so mm -hmm. I can just do my life right as long as I respect him um to a degree um and can be better than most people mm -hmm. then I'll be okay and so it wasn't until later sure. um, that I started going um to Bethany and I, I you know there's some people there that, that kind of poured into me yeah uh you asked the question uh Troy Fincher mm -hmm. uh, as guy I mentioned before used to be I, I drop Riley off for Sunday school um and then I'd go to Panera um and hang out awesome <laughs> and then I would come to church and okay. it was like you know what are you what are you doing like why aren't you coming to Sunday school I'm like because yeah. I don't want to go to Sunday school like Sunday school's for losers. I don't want to do that. And <laughs> he's like, fine, don't go to Sunday school. So you come in here with me, which is a little, you know, intimidating. Troy's, you know, my, my grandpa's yeah. age. And he's like, you're coming into this room with me. And it was, it was a little weird. But next thing I know, it's me and, <laughs> and, and Troy and a couple other guys um, over the course of two or three years that, that would just yeah. sit and pray and do yeah. accountability together and talk. And um, so I would say that, that Troy was, was very influential. Mm -hmm. um, pastor Byron, a former pastor, Pastor Shrick, you know, in, in my mm -hmm. leadership development. But Troy is a guy that got me serious. Sure. So when did you um, realize that God was calling you into ministry? Uh, probably about 10 years too late, um, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, I think God was always kind of trying to pull me that direction. And I think when I went to school to be a counselor, um, that was my best attempt to try to figure out how I was supposed to be serving people and how I was supposed to be mm -hmm. helping people. And 
Um, and, and so um, it wasn't until after that when I started serving as an elder at the church that I, I kind of started to think, well, you know, maybe God was, um, yeah, wanting me to lead and help and, and, and serve, but not there but in a different way. So, I mean, it's great. God's redeemed the fact that I have a degree in counseling, that I'm a counselor by mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I, don't that's that's, very I don't think that's what I was supposed to be doing. Sure. I just wasn't listening sure. well. And Carrie was on board when you were like, hey, no. guess what I want to do? No, no, <laughs> no. That was a long process. Sure. Um, for some reason, those conversations always happened at Biagi's. <laughs> um, so there was a Biagi's that wasn't far from us, and we liked to go there. And so it seemed like every time we were at Biagi's, it would be this this grand state of the relationship address. Like, okay, we're at Biagi's, so apparently we're supposed to talk about who we are and what we're doing with our life and where we're going. And that was every time we were there. And it took a while. Um, I would say mm-hmm. that Carrie relented um, when it was time for me to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I finished school, that was great, uh, but she was not ready. And then... Um, eventually I'd say she relented again. I mean, it honestly, she still might not be okay with the fact that I'm a pastor. You'll have to ask her. Um, that is not what she saw. Uh, when, when she and I sure. met and she yeah. and I got married, yeah. that was nowhere even close to on the radar. And uh, if only I had started dating her when I was leading her youth group, then she would have known for sure <laughs> right. that that's what... So well done. Yeah, you can throw that you. as a, yeah, I'd say. I'd right. But no, I mean, that, so, so I think that it, it, for Carrie, it was one of those things where she had no idea that was even ever right. going to be on the radar. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been a life change. Yeah. Um, so uh, you can, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I think she's happy that we're here, but yeah. I think she always is a little bit like, what happened? Mm-hmm. Like, that's not what, what, yeah. what? You know, I mean, I think sometimes <laughs> she wakes up in the morning, she's like, I don't get it. What, what's going on here? So. <laughs> How about you, David? When did you realize that that was kind of the direction that, that God was calling you to? I think uh, I've always kind of known. I don't think, uh, I mean, as a child, I don't think I would have sat there and said that's, I knew that's, but as far as back as I can remember, uh, I don't, I always wrestled with it. I didn't want nothing to do with it for the longest time. So that's why I kind of ran, I guess, I would think. I actually have a memory of probably being about five years old at our church here in Vinton. Um, I have the memory of, I don't remember what I was doing, but I must have been doing something during the sermon because the <laughs> pastor actually invited me up and I remember him picking me up while he was preaching his sermon and him, because he was a, a pulpit hitter and I must oh. have been doing it on the pew or something because he, he brought me up and as he was preaching, he's just like, hit it! And I'd be like, bam! Wow. You know, so... Um, Turn and burn! Uh, he he kind of, yeah. So I, it's always <laughs> been there. I think that's what I ran from. Uh, when I ran from God, I was running more from that because I didn't want it. But... Uh, yeah, I've always been engaged on that kind of stuff sure. from very young. I actually, I should say this. I preached my first sermon when I was, um, when I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And then again, when I was 15, Youth Sundays. Oh, yeah. fun. So, yeah. And in a very strict Southern Baptist church, and I was the only male yeah. in the youth group. So it sure. was my job to well, preach, right? And right, so, yeah. Um, I remember they had me teaching our, uh, I was teaching our senior high youth group in church when I was in senior high. Like I was, like, uh, no, our Sunday school, I mean. I was doing the weekly Sunday school. So mm-hmm. I was actually was teaching. Was Amy old enough to be in that class yet? No, she was still in, probably. <laughs> still in middle school. No, actually, she, if I, at that age, she might, she might have still been in elementary, like high elementary then. That's too funny. You know? um, so I'm going to just jump ahead a little bit here. Um, but what is it like trying to balance um, being a pastor and, you know, you're supposed to, like, have this 
I don't know, pastor facade, this, I don't know, I think that people mm -hmm. just kind of tend to put you in this box sometimes. Right. Um, and I think we forget that you guys are human and that you have your own struggles, your family has struggles. Oh wait, I forgot you guys' families were perfect, right? No, mine's not. <laughs> that was um, his. Mine, but mine's we, all jacked up. How do, we, how do you guys <laughs> balance that? Because that's hard, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of the lessons I've learned through doing this is, uh, and I'm still learning it, but uh, when you talk about putting people in a box, it's also, I, I don't think people mean to do this, but a lot of times, when I say put pastors on pedestals, they put pastors on this, not like they're, they're perfect, but at the mm -hmm. same time, like these expectations. Yeah, um, sure. One of the things that I personally have learned, um, which I try to do often, is I try to knock myself off that as much as possible. Um, because I feel like if I knock myself off that, then I'm not giving anybody the opportunity to knock me off it themselves. <laughs> yeah. So th that's one of the reasons I, I do get kind of like, this is who I am. I, mm -hmm, if you don't like mm -hmm. it, that, yep. that, that's the way it is, you yep. know. Uh, because yeah, when you're mildly excited, you are mildly exactly. excited. Exactly. You know, I'm not going to, yeah, because yeah, you mentioned the right. facade. It's like, I'm not, yeah. no, I'm mm -hmm. not going to play and pretend, you know, mm -hmm. if I'm in a great mood, I'll be in a great mood. If I'm in a so-so mood, I'm going to be in a so-so mood, you know, sure. I'm mm -hmm. not, you're going to get what you get. And, yep. and one of the reasons is because I've just learned that drains me more than anything else. Mm -hmm. Trying to pretend. You know? Yeah, trying yeah. to pretend. So yep. that's part of it. Uh, just basically saying this is me, mm -hmm. you know, um, work in progress. Mm -hmm. If you think I should be farther along than I am, then great. The other, you know, but the other thing is, is, uh, I, I live also by this idea of, I have no problem with any expectation that somebody wants to put on me as long as they put the same expectation on themselves. Right. Yeah. It's like, great. If you think that's a responsibility, then if, if you're willing to live by that expectation, then I'm willing to entertain that also. Mm -hmm. Uh, the last thing is, is just learning to, uh, and we have conversations about Matt and I, uh, Learning to, you know, as a pastor, I don't have to say yes to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your emergency doesn't have to be my emergency. You know, you, you, you're, you're, and, and, and sometimes when you say that, people get offended, like, well, then, but it's just, um, we're here mm -hmm. to support you, to love on you, but sometimes we're called to equip you. Mm -hmm. and, well, that's what we are. We're called to equip. And sometimes that equipping is, um, okay, figure it out. Yeah. I don't have to come yeah. in and, 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 and fix it for you or tell you yeah. what to do. Right. Sometimes it's, okay. Mm -hmm. So anyways, that, that's a big part of it, you know, family. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of heartbreaking sometimes. I actually have my girls will actually make comments, you know. Every time I'm walking out the door, I get it now. Where are you going? A meeting. And sometimes I'll, I'll, you just hear them like, oh. You know, so yeah. it's that. Yep. Okay. Then uh, if I can say no, I'm going to say no. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so. Matt, how about you? Uh, it, it's a struggle. Um, I think that's, that's especially, you know, family. Like personally for me, like like kind of as David's saying, like, I mean, I am who I am. People know who I am. I, I think I do a lot of things well. There are some things that I don't. Um, I try not to hide from those. I apologize when I need to, which is more often than I, I want to, um, right? But I keep messing up. So, I mean, I, I think some of that's just just a matter of being, being as real as possible. But um, I think it's hard for my family. I mean, I think mm -hmm. more than I realized it would be, uh, and, and so maybe it would have been easier if, if it's, if it's all they'd known. Uh, but you know, I mean, becoming same with Carrie, right. Becoming a, a pastor. It's like, it was out of the blue. Right. Uh, and, and my kids knew that I wanted to pastor a church, that I wanted to be a pastor, um, well before they knew that that mean meant we might move them away from their, their school, their friends, their family and everything else. And, um, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's all of a sudden it's this stuff. And so I think they still carry it. Like, 
Um, all those, those things about, you know, pastors, kids, and what they hear and the standards they're held to, those are absolutely true. Uh, mm-hmm. Travis and Aubrey both struggle with that. And mm-hmm. um, I think Carrie, to a degree, struggles with what sure. people expect from her. Is, and, and, and then my absence at times. So, I mean, I think it is a struggle to, to figure out how to balance that. And so, I mean, how do I do it? Um, poorly. <laughs> um, but I'm working on it, yeah. right? I mean, it's one of those things where I've I've gotten better at, as 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 David said, better at saying no mm-hmm. um, to some things, um, and better at being honest with with my family about like, look, I know this is inconvenient, but this one I have to say yes to. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot more credibility to say that when I've said no at times. Sure. Um, so I think there's there's just a balance mm-hmm. there. That is something that um, I am continually struggling to figure out, especially considering the fact that. You know, I'm I'm 43 years old, but I've only been doing this five and a half years, right. and so it's mm-hmm. trying to to figure out mm-hmm. how to, how to work that. So I, it's not a great answer. But <laughs> no, it's honest. <laughs> but, but it, <laughs> so I appreciate that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so real quick here, um, we'll just kind of lighten things a little bit. Um, do you, David? Do you listen to podcasts? Nah. No, okay. not really. Matt, I know you do. I do. What What's your favorite podcast? Well, is it my favorite or is it the one that I find most beneficial? You decide. All right. The one I find most beneficial, I mm-hmm. listen to Rainer on Leadership. Yep. Um, I've been doing that for a long time, I think, um, for a couple of reasons. One is the length of it makes it really palatable to just kind of mm-hmm. sit in one sitting and listen through. But the other is there's just a lot of good information about um, my personal leadership, leadership in a church, uh, health in a church. And so I, I find it, it's not always my favorite to listen to. Right. Um, right. But it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Yep. So, um, what about, do you have a favorite book, David, favorite study you've done? Um, I had a seasons where I was going through a lot of the missional, uh, stuff. So, uh, Hugh Halter is an author that I uh, appreciate almost every one of his books. Um, in fact, he has a book called The Tangible Kingdom, which was probably one of the most influential books that kind of changed my trajectory of ministry mm. uh, when I was in Missouri. So I, I love listening to anything or reading anything by Hugh Halter. Um, and then um, Alan Hirsch is another one. They're kind of in this missional camp that kind of mm-hmm. was going on about 10 years ago. Uh, so I appreciate anything by those guys. Um, okay. Yeah. Matt? Um, I would say uh, there's a lot, so it's hard to, to, to narrow it down, but... Um, Kyle Eidelman, yeah. uh, Craig Groeschel, Francis Chan. If I read those guys, um, I, I think I always feel inspired to be better, yep. right? Yeah. To, to do better, um, to, to just kind of sell out for God even more so. And so there's that, that mode in there. Yeah, cool. Um, do you guys have a favorite sermon series that we've that you've that done? That we've done? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I was thinking about it yesterday, ironically enough, because David asked me if I'd read a book, and it was, it was Kyle Eidelman, mm-hmm. um, uh, The Christian Atheist, um, and he'd asked if I'd read that. I'm like, yes, I've read that and a couple times, and we did a sermon series on that. It was probably about five years ago. Sure, um, yeah. But that was, I think, one of my favorites. Yeah, um, that was good. And I think it was one of my favorites because it, it spoke directly to somebody like me when I was in or coming out of college. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Um not really, but not really. Like, like yeah. Show, yeah. show me, right? Yeah. And yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Uh, I was actually thinking about this answer, and it's going to sound horrible, but I love our sermon series, and I was doing it, you know, sermon. Matt was the one that actually started giving me heck because I never did sermon series. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a ser- series. It he can did. be a sermon that you've done. See, and that's the thing. I, I, I don't have necessarily a sermon that I would say. I do at times. That's why I was kind of – I love doing sermon series. Don't get me wrong because, you know, the structure is nice. But I do miss uh, – I used to not do them, and I, I do miss the uh, – kind of sometimes the flexibility of kind of a week-to-week – Sure. Um, like, hey, God, what do you what do you want me? To, you know, what am I thinking about, or what are you showing mm-hmm. me? Uh, so I was actually that that's something that sometimes I do miss because uh, there was just kind of this spontaneity of sure. like, where are we at? Yeah. What's going on? Let's talk. You know, like this my is worst nightmare me. spontaneity. You know? Yeah. So uh, I, I love sermon series. I'm not saying anything against somebody. Yeah. I do kind of miss that. Yeah. That. Sure, let's yeah. open the Bible and see what God's saying right now. And let's mm-hmm. just talk. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. All right. Okay, so we're going to play a game right now. So you guys grab your phones. And Shauna, you can help police this to make sure that they are not fibbing and they're not cheating. Um, But it's trust either of them. (laughs) uh, It's called the last thing on your phone. All right. right, So first question. What is the last thing you Googled on your phone? I'm looking because I don't so, know. So I'll tell you, last <laughs> night I was watching Troy on Netflix. Uh-huh. And uh, so as I was watching it, I always get like, hey, what? So I was doing uh, uh, Troy Hector. with like Eric Bana. Yeah, yeah. And, so I was reading about Brad Hector. Pitt. Hector. Hector from, you know, so I was reading yeah. about different characters from the from the Odyssey <laughs> and stuff. Oh, okay. So I was, I was just, right. as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I wonder how accurate that is. So I looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay. okay. That's, so Confirmed. I should have known mine before I looked because it was just this morning at like 6.30 a.m. Uh-huh. Because Carrie couldn't sleep very well last night, so she was up watching The Voice, like recorded voices. Oh, sure. And uh, the song Never Been to Spain um, <laughs> was on, and she's like, who sings that song? And I couldn't remember, and I was really oh, mad at myself yeah. that I couldn't remember. <laughs> so I Googled, it's Elvis Presley, oh, um, okay. wrote and originally sang that oh, song. Nice. It's a very nice. like country bluesy song. Doesn't yeah, matter, I don't think I know that one. Oh, it's a good song, right? <laughs> Okay. Never been um, to Spain, but I kind of like is, the music. What is your most used emoji? Oh, uh, thumbs yeah. ups. Yeah, it'd have to be the thumbs up because that's the only one I use. Really? I occasionally use the, the smiley face with the hard eyes. Okay. See, and <laughs> I, can even, I can even prove it. So here's my most frequent use. It's the very Oh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Thumbs up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. How, how do yeah. you get to that? Where's your laughing emoji? Uh, it's way yeah. down here. Yeah, I would say mine's the. That's my number it's, one. Yeah, see, it's way down there. That's so, so funny because wow. that's probably my most used. Yeah, that is okay, wait, yeah. whoa, time out. This is a problem because mine is inaccurate because Are there's a cat the on mine. <laughs> and there's no way that that's my frequent well, use. No, like, I use that one, yeah. that one, and that Dude, one. Dude, mine's got a dinosaur. I don't the think I've ever used a dinosaur. The truth is on the screen, Matt. It's okay yeah. that you like No, but the thumbs up you? is the one I use. In fact, they make fun of me because in my family because I use the thumbs up. They're like, listen – I don't know that you really need to agree that enthusiastically. <laughs> like, I just didn't want to type anything. I don't understand. I don't understand the KK yeah, response because no. I just I grow up yeah. with like K. So, right. but I, I do or send Carrie these okay. kissy face ones, yeah. like like oh I'm yeah. kissing. You know, yeah. Whatever. I don't know. Okay. I don't, I don't get it. Sure. Um, <laughs> how many alarms do you have on your phone? One. Oh, wait, you no, have? two. Oh, one. one. I got a weekday one and I got a weekend oh, one. Oh, I change mine every single night before I go to bed. Huh. Huh. See, I've got like 10 oh. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's how, that's how like to help me remember three. things. Carrie has a ton on yeah. her. She's got like, well, this one is every third Thursday. Yeah. Like, what yeah. in the oh. world is that? I just have one. <laughs> I do oftentimes, though, instead of an alarm, I will ask Siri to remind me of certain things sure. at certain times. Yeah. Um, oh. But then when my alarm goes off, I'm not 
trying to figure out why I set an alarm then because Siri yeah. is telling me. Man, I mean, I need a, yeah. an alarm to remind me to pick up my kid from I school. Know. <laughs> I have one now, too, now that she's not in sports. Like, I just get no. busy, you know? Yeah. Okay, um, what is your home screen photo on your phone? Um, it's a picture oh, yeah. of Carrie. Matt and Carrie. Carrie. What you got? Libby. Libby. And your Holding Piper when she was a baby. Oh, there kids. you go. So look, these are so nice. This is one of the Good rare job. pictures where we could get the pacifier out of Libby's mouth because she yeah. was like extremely addicted to it at this point. So Aww, that's yeah. cute. So uh, what is the picture from last week? I know. Yeah. What is the last photo you took? That's personal. And Shauna is going to check. Yeah. Well, maybe I should check before Shauna. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. Oh, I took a first. picture of our new uh, music equipment out there in the box because Ben really oh, wanted to. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Electric is, drums. This is a picture of our license plate because when we went to John Christ on Friday, we parked uh-huh. in the garage and you have to use your license plate to pay at the thing. Oh. And neither one of us know what the license plate of our car is. Gotcha. So I had to yeah. take a picture of it. Nice. nice. So. <laughs> but um, before that, oh man, it was a picture of what to bring so I could send it to Aubrey for camp. Oh, nice. For the retreat. Nice. So. Uh, and then last question, what is the last text you sent? Oh, I told Amy to be careful going down the stairs because it was snowy. Yeah. Um, uh, in October. In October. Yeah. Yeah. It was a text to my wife that says, I emailed you. <laughs> okay. Because she asked me. Well, I was. Listen. You said I she you. said, yeah. "If you get the chance, please send me the passcode that Amazon emails you." Ah, okay. So I forwarded it to nice. her. But she doesn't check her email all the time, right. so I texted her to let her know uh, I had emailed gotcha. it to her. Gotcha. All of that while I was paying very close attention yesterday at the um, youth mental health first aid training. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's wrap up here. Um, Just one final thing. How can we be praying for you? Like if just speaking to our congregation, if if there was one prayer they had for you, um, what what would you ask for? Uh, That's that's a tough one, but there's so many different. Sure. I would say uh, just the prayer of for myself uh, that God help me remind, you know, keep me really focused on him in ministry it's really easy to get focused on everything else mm-hmm. um the to-do list or the task or or whatever one of the things that god's really challenging me on is not just to read the bible for the sermon but you know it's right. really easy to fall into this oh i got this lesson i got to do so i got to get in the bible for that yep. versus just doing it for him and mm-hmm. being with him so mm-hmm. it's just that prayer of of you can't minister effectively unless the relationship's yep. where it needs to be so yep. just pray for that just that, abiding in him yep 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 Matt, what about you? Yeah, that's a good one. I, I have that same struggle. And so I, I would, I'm going to give you three. Because um, <laughs> Matt like, doesn't play by the ones. rules. Because you, you he's an eight on the Enneagram. And I've got three, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I've got three different, um, three different areas that I focus on. So, so personally, like personally, Kay. I would say, like, I need to pursue holiness mm-hmm. like and, and and part of that is what david's saying i just need to be with god yep and i need to i need to just for for just relational connection with the god of the universe because i do miss that and, and it's because i get bogged down um for church things um i think it's just for for um perseverance and and excitement 
Like, I mean, we've come mm-hmm. through this season of things, and it's like, okay, so that's awesome, but, but I don't want to live in the past, right? We want to keep going where God wants us to go. We want to run to keep up with Jesus. We want to move. So, so it's for, I think, for vision and passion in, mm-hmm. in that. And then my family. I think yeah. being my, my doing what I feel like God's called me to do is awesome, but it, it is harder on those, especially the ones living at home. I mean, yeah. it's probably hard for Riley too, but, but for Travis, Aubrey, and Carrie, it is harder than it has a right to be, mm-hmm. um, than I have a right to ask of them at times. And yeah. so I just would, would ask for prayers for them just to kind of, you know, um, continue to thrive in, in this setting. So I have those Certainly. three. Perfect. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to add another one. Yeah. <laughs> pray, pray that I can get super excited about stuff. Yeah, we are. Because Dude, that's, we pray for you about that all the time. Yes. When you're not here yeah. and you, you miss staff meetings, like that's just, time. it's like we just Thank changed you. it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Look at me. You're good enough. You're smart, <laughs> smart enough. <laughs> gosh gosh darn it. People like uh, you. You guys are fun <laughs> to work with. And wow. to do ministry with. So thank we you. We appreciate yes. you guys also. Yeah. Thank you very yes. much. Yep. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs>